Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and every day this week, Mercola Healthy Pets is excited to bring you a special interview with a variety of animal professionals and pet lovers that will help bring awareness to the Companion Animal Nutrition and Wellness Institute's latest project. It's called the SPAN Partnership, or the Student Partnership in Animal Nutrition Program. This innovative program provides veterinary students and vet tech students with educational opportunities to learn about companion animal nutrition from unbiased board-certified veterinary nutritionists. Enjoy the interview and consider supporting Can We Span program this week. Um, Deb, if you can tell me a little bit about who you are and yeah. what you do, that would be great. Uh, my name is Deborah Glotman, and I've been a veterinary technician since 1988. Um, I'm president of the Vermont Veterinary Technician Association since um, I'm uh, an emergency critical care nurse, a surgery nurse, um, and currently I run a nonprofit that provides uh, veterinary care, mostly surgery and dentistry, uh, for senior citizens of central Vermont. Beautiful and wonderful, and thank you for, for all that you do in, in all of the different realms that you're so passionate about. That's wonderful. Deb, tell us a little bit about uh, your vantage point in terms of what roles do certified vet techs play in communicating the really important role of nutrition in an animal's life in the exam room? How do vet techs play into helping people make better choices? I think, uh, I think the hardest part for most veterinary technicians is actually getting the time to be able to take that extra minute to discuss what people are feeding and what they wanna feed and what they can't afford to feed. Um, veterinary diets are expensive and really should be used just for the need of a problem. Um, and then what I wish veterinary technicians would know more to do is proceed to say, well, you know, after we're done with urinary tract disease or once we're uh, at a different stage of life, let's reconvene and discuss uh, what your pet needs, depending on what their activity level is, et cetera. Um, so I feel like technicians are realizing uh, and getting better educated slowly but surely on all the needs. Um, I think that our clients and uh, patients are getting such a wide variety of diets because the pet food industry has grown exponentially over the last 10 years. So now uh, the public is demanding that we know more. And, you know, think back to when you were, when you went through vet tech training, uh, I know when I went through veterinary school, my small animal nutrition education, I felt was substantially lacking, but I have not been through, vet, through a vet tech program. Talk to me about your, your training. <laughs> it's, you know, usually when I have spoken to veterinarians, they've said, oh, you know, we took like two classes in all of vet school um, regarding nutrition, and that covered both small and large animal. I think in, in veterinary technician school, they are trying to get through so much of um, the clinical aspect of things that uh, I think technicians get less. Um, I personally got a class uh, that covered all large and small animals. Um, so it was, it, I got more in my bachelor's degree uh, because I chose to take more. 
And, and so it sounds like techs are in the same situation as veterinarians. Uh, you know, nutrition really isn't a central focus. And like you said, validly, there are many, many other subjects that need to be covered. But I, I feel, because I'm passionate about nutrition, that nutrition mm -hmm. is oftentimes left behind. Absolutely. What what value do you see or what are students saying, Deb? Do you have some students that are looking for more information about food or what are, you know, the, we have a different, we have a younger generation than when we went through. What are they saying about the role of food or the interest in learning more about food? I definitely, because of all of the different aspects of nutrition now that, um, clients are so well-educated in, and unfortunately, they're well-educated by the pet store employee or the awesome um, commercials that are being utilized or that beautiful bag that, um, you know, points out all of the good things by pictures, but are probably not necessarily that good if you really analyze the back of the bag. Um, so what I'm, what I'm hearing from technicians and from students is that they can't keep up uh, because the pet food industry is is selling so much with so many different um, little specialties, uh, whether it be raw or grain-free or, you know, whatever the flavor of the month is, um, that technicians and veterinarians, they just, they can't keep up. So it's it's really important that everybody look at the entire picture and not just the little you know, tidbits of uh, news that they're getting on Facebook or, you know, yeah. it, it's just, it's a very, it's a very easy field to grab a little bit of knowledge and ha make a whole lot of damage. Yeah, ab absolutely. And so could you see the value of a student partnership in animal nutrition, um, the value of having a board certified nutritionist teaching vet tech students objective small animal nutrition. Talk to me about um, what, you, what your feelings are if that were to be instituted in vet tech programs uh, nationwide. So this might be uh, a place that not everybody feels the same way as I do, but I feel like the, what I call the big three, um, Hills, Purina, and Royal Canaan, I feel like they get a lot of time in front of most of these students and veterinary students because they're also providing uh, free food. And I, and I get that and I know that they appreciate it. But I do feel like we have to look at all of the aspects of the industry. Um, you know, we, if you walk into some, not just boutique, but pet food stores, like, you know, all the national um, big box stores, you know, they have uh, three or four aisles of frozen raw food. Uh, I, I don't necessarily feel like raw is an answer to anything, but I feel like we need to be educated in it. And if somebody truly wants to feed that, then we should at least know every aspect of the right way of doing it, if there is a right way. Um, I live in Vermont and we have a very progressive uh, group of clients. Um, my practice was what we almost called a concierge practice because we took an hour for every appointment, um, and th and that is, by the way, not fiscally responsible, but um, it was definitely um, a really good way. Uh, often we would do our first uh, appointment as a house call so we could see how all of the animals lived and where they lived and how they lived and, and interacted in their own space um, and what they were getting to eat. 
you know, it would be incredibly amazing to watch uh, how many times a client gives a treat. Uh, you know, come sit, come in, go out. It, you know, all these different aspects that they don't realize calories are coming in and not going out in any other way. So I feel like uh, the veterinary industry needs to realize that all of these um, boutique type uh, trends are here to stay. And if we don't get well versed in them and decide what aspects are good and what aspects are bad, and if somebody insists on feeding it, um, how can we say, all right, if you insist on feeding this, at least do this or at least do that to make sure that both your animal and you are safe? Um, I, f I feel like we're always fighting the fight of not allowing people or trying to talk them out of things when, when we have them for. 15, 20 minutes in an exam room, they're going to leave and do what they're used to. So at least give them good advice on what we know they're going to do because somebody else did and somebody else is getting the, you know, is getting their business. And, uh, and, and I also feel like the veterinary industry needs to decide that nutrition is in my opinion, in your opinion, um, you know, it, it's the core of absolutely everything that uh, animals, uh, it, they are what they eat, their blood work is what they eat, uh, their medical issues are what they eat. Um, and I think just like yourself, that uh, it needs to be focused on tremendously more. Well, I appreciate your valuable insights. I appreciate you uh, offering your wisdom when it comes to helping other people understand where we're at as technicians and veterinarians trying desperately to help our clients understand the value of nutrition. But it's hard because oftentimes we as professionals aren't necessarily trained in a way that provides us all of the background. We need to pass along fantastic information, hence us wanting to get the word out. We appreciate everything you're doing, Deb. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I'm interviewing veterinary technician educator Heather Darbo McClellan. Hello, Heather, and welcome for joining to for Thanks. joining us today. Thanks, Dr. For, Becker. This is really great. So you have a great job in that you are a certified vet tech, but you are in academia doing teaching mm -hmm. and educating right now. So talk to us a little bit about your amazing job that you have, and then also how you're really committed to helping other students learn to become the best vet techs they can be. Absolutely. Well, I love educating, training, and inspiring. And truthfully, my job here is to coach my students. Uh, I give them the information, I educate them, and I inspire them to learn more. So a lot of my teaching and conversations are what do you guys think about this? What have you heard out there in your own pets? What have you had heard out in the industry? And what would you like to know? And let's find it out on our own. Yeah. And so talk to me a little bit about you were instrumental in setting up this brand new vet tech program. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about how um, when so it's called Gateway. And so talk a little bit about like what Gateway is and then how do you like how do you choose your I'm sure that you have to adhere to some curriculum standards for how you pick it but how do you decide how to educate the veterinary technician students that come into your program how do you educate them about food well you know our program is uh, again it's accredited so we have gone through all the processes to get accredited through the state uh, for a vet tech program and the information that we have for nutrition is 
I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a huge topic, as you know, and we literally are encouraging the students to say, you know, here you have a pet, what do you feed your pets? Uh, what do you eat? Um, and our conversation is almost one of the biggest um, debates that we have in our animal care management class. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. And Heather, are you finding um, over that you've been a tech for a long time, are you finding that your students are asking different questions, but also in, in practice, are you finding that pet parents are asking more questions about nutrition? Absolutely. I mean, um, again, like we've seen is that uh, there's a lot of food on and the pet stores and there's a lot of options and sometimes the clients go in there and they're like I don't even know what to pick there's too many options what do I find out and a lot of the stuff that they find out is on the internet um, so they may be saying okay I want to feed raw let's feed some chicken just raw chicken and that's not adequate but then they go to their vet and they say okay vet I want to um, you know their veterinarian may not have as much knowledge about raw diet so he's like, well, don't feed raw, but they still want to. So the information they're getting is not from the best resources. So as my students come in, I'm like, okay, let's start looking into this. What's, what about behaviorally? You know, what is a cat's natural diet supposed to be? Let's look at lions. Let's look at tigers. What do they eat? Okay, well, they are carnivores. And then the next thing we do is what? Look at labels. Yeah. I mean, we go back to the labels and you see right there that carnivore, carnivorous nutrition is not most of the dry cat food products that are out there. Out the there. Mm -hmm. And do you find that your students are, are, are interested in nutrition or does it, I mean, does it feel to you like, I think when I went to veterinary school, there was not a board certified nutritionist that taught us. We had a rep come in mm -hmm. and some students like totally tuned out. I, of course, I'm fascinated by nutrition. So I wanted to hear what they were going to teach us. Mm -hmm. What's the barometer in the classroom about your students' desires for mm -hmm. objective nutrition training? They are very interested. And I, if I had to think about it more, it's because they're relating it to themselves. Yeah. Um, there's a huge food kick on what are we eating? What is this, you know, what is keto diets? What is paleo diets? What is fat free diets? And so this last semester I had a student that was a bodybuilder and oh my gosh, I couldn't stop the class because we were talking about nutrition and, and proteins and how many proteins there are. And then we started looking at herbivores and carnivores and avian. And there's so many things to think about for nutrition is what do they do in the wild? You know, yeah. even with avian nutrition, I mean, we talk a lot about exotics is, you know, they do what's maybe 60% of their day is looking for food. We don't even know what they eat in the wild, whatever's in yeah. bloom, whatever's on the mountain, you know? So it's here we are feeding them a piece of pellet in a cage in a bowl. And that's not what they would do in the wild. So we, we yeah. go over every species of nutrition in our classes. And do you, is your goal, Heather, to teach these future vet techs um, how, how to engage with clients in the exam room? Or I guess a better question would be, do you think that veterinarians are underutilizing certified vet techs hmm. when it comes to nutrition conversations in the exam room once they graduate? I, I wouldn't say more that they're underutilizing them. It's just that maybe the knowledge is not there. So they rely on the veterinary uh, nurses or the, the technical staff to have those education, comp, you know, those, those uh, talks, but maybe the information is not given to the technician to provide them with uh, a variety of options. Yeah. So in the practice, you'll only see most clinicas carry certain brands. That's all they carry. So where the clients come in and they want to know, well, 
in the in the store there's this brand and that brand so the students now are learning that not only is there brands but there's also different ways like yeah. de dehydrated versus raw versus canned versus uh you know processed and then we yeah. go back to what do you eat do you eat you know what would you eat this canned food would you eat this processed food what would you want to eat and what do you think is best biologically appropriate for that species of animal yeah well, and I think that actually, just from what you're describing, I think that your program could be one step ahead of many programs out there where you're even looking at the uh, evolutionary history behind our mm -hmm. domesticated pets. So I think that that's fantastic. Do you okay. think, um, Heather, that there, that there could be a need or that there is a need for independent vet tech nutrition uh, education platforms, is there a need for additional education out there? Or how do you think that vet tech programs are doing when it comes to the educational components surrounding all of the different feeding styles pertaining to what's available for small animal clinical nutrition these days? Yeah, that's a difficult question. I think it's more difficult because time. That's really what it comes down to is yeah. in our programs, we have certain things that we have to cover. So my nutrition class, is, our talk is literally one day. But because of my passion also with human nutrition and animal nutrition, we incorporate it in every class. Yeah. Um, so it's more of a, a time aspect. I would love to see, and I would love to see more track systems, yeah. you know, where you do have tracks. And in the summertime, I bring in guest speakers, you know, I'll have variety of what's the topic you want to learn more about. Let's learn more about it. Yeah. Um, and I let them do their own research. A funny story is that um, when I first started reading about nutrition, I said, let's start Googling stuff. And that was before I knew that you knew Dr. Uh, Gutchow and every video that I showed the students were your videos. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this, this Dr. Becker, she knows everything. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because I, I think by default, I, I do, I am kind of known as the Dr. Google of the, of the animal, and that can be a blessing and a curse uh, if the information is balanced. And of course, I try and be very, very balanced in providing what I, what I call common sense approaches, which is start with the least toxic option and move to toxicity. Um, I'm not opposed to conventional drugs or treatments, but I start with common sense, non-toxic options first. So I do appreciate your support. And indeed, Dr. Gutschow was a fellow classmate of mine, and we have maintained a fantastic friendship ever since. Yeah. So I'm anxious to get her insights as well. Um, but I appreciate you taking your time today and discussing uh, your thoughts and ideas in terms of kind of state of the union of vet tech education programs. Absolutely. I really am thankful for your hard work and dedication in putting the effort into nutrition being um, a topic that I know is near and dear to your heart. I appreciate mm -hmm. you making that a piece, an important piece of your training for the students that you're catering to, because um, there again, I think it's common sense, but I think it's also the foundation of health and recovery. So I appreciate you Absolutely. relaying that to your students. Absolutely. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's interview and please consider supporting CanWe's new SPAN program to help educate the next generation of veterinary students and vet tech students about the importance of good food for pets. Donation links can be found in the article below this video.